Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. You just two seconds ago made a joke about the coronavirus. Yes, I did. And it just got me thinking um, that they're talking about the possibility of canceling the Olympics this this summer in Tokyo. Um, and I don't know if I told you, but my brother, who lives in Japan, is going to be uh, carrying the Olympic torch for part of that. And the coronavirus. And the coronavirus. He's making sure he gets right to Tokyo, uh, which is kind of cool. Who's he passing the virus and I torch to? I don't know. I have no idea. He's very excited about it. He's going to apparently buy the torch afterwards for $800. What? You get, to keep sa- you get the keepsake of having the torch. It's a cash grab. It is, exactly. That's all they're trying to do. That, that Olympic committee, that IOC, is like strapped for cash. They have no money. I don't. I don't know. A city has paid billions of dollars to get the Olympics, and uh, and yeah. Well, you know, when uh, whenever somebody brings up the Olympics, I just take the opportunity to say "dick pound." <laughs> that's all. I know. That's, it. that's, all that's the only time that it's socially acceptable <laughs> to say "dick pound." That's the only time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so and mixed company is the only time. We that got. It's okay. um, we've got our Tim Hortons here, and we're actually going to complain yeah. more about Tim Hortons as we yeah. we usually make it our opening bit. But today, we're actually going to talk about it in our main segment when we talk about marketing and uh, roll up the rim to win, which is their major. Marketing campaign that's coming up soon, but amid some controversy, as we'll discuss in a minute. Um, I, have, I have their promo item that they're handing out today. Though they oh, did yeah. Not, they, they did not give it to us. I've been there twice today, and I got it the first time, and maybe they've already handed out all of their. They're, oh, they're, war- yeah. they're warning people in advance. It's a, it's a, But it's a cup. Don't you get a cup? What does the thing oh, say? Oh, don't, don't worry. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to hey, it. Hey, it's it's complicated and confusing. Awesome. And we're going to need half an hour just for me to go through the rules Let, and explain how Just like works. all good marketing campaigns should be complicated and hard to understand. Hard That's to exactly, win. Hard to and, win. And it should, be, <laughs> it should be impossible to win. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as long, as long as some other um, maybe app-related marketing uh, campaigns that we see out there and what's happening in the realm of marketing right now. But first, of course, we're going to get into the nerd news. So the first story here, I don't know if this is news or not. This isn't something that is something I was previously aware of, but I don't know if if I've seen it reported in this way. This is coming out of, um, I think it's a variety, sorry, Vanity Fair, rather, uh, in the interview with Ryan Johnson, uh, our favorite Star Wars director. Uh, But he's talking about, in this case, he's talking about Knives Out, which was his Oscar-nominated film. Have you seen it? I have not. I've not seen it either. Yeah, I really think I should. I hear it's very, very good. I got it on the iTunes uh, wish list, and I haven't actually bothered to see if it's released yet i've just because there's so much good tv suddenly yeah i think there might be i think i think it might be available for rental so i'm gonna uh, check it out probably this weekend and uh but the 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 story here is that he revealed in an interview quote unquote revealed according to this clickbait headline that um apple will not let movie studios or tv studios uh have their bad guys using apple products so if you you're creating a thing um the bad guys are not allowed to use iphones or macs or any apple products uh they have to be using some other some other thing right yeah and we've seen this played out like we talked about a long long time ago when 24 was a was a popular show um that one was probably the most obvious one that had all the good guys using macs and all the bad guys using pcs and i'll add to that uh one one season the bad guy was uh jack bauer's brother Uh. graham bauer and so you could tell that Graham Bauer was not a good guy because he had not just a PC, but a Bluetooth on his ear, <laughs> which is the which is shorthand for I hate this guy. I think that's a shorthand for asshole. Anybody who walks around with a Bluetooth in their ear? 
Like that's just that's almost like truck nuts. It's the same kind that's, of thing to me. That's twenty four saying what we're all thinking <laughs> in, in real life. Why the hell do you need that? Why do you need to walk around with it? I, I understand having it on in your car, right? That's fine. You'd want to be hands free. Although most speaker phones are good enough that you don't really need a Bluetooth headset these days. But yeah, yeah you, people who just kind of keep it in their ear and walk around. While they're doing other stuff, I don't understand that. Yeah, it's, it it comes with a self importance. Yeah, and uh, and also uh, the person has to put have blinders on in terms of not knowing that what they're doing is self important Bluetooth use. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. means that they themselves <laughs> have not noticed other people doing it. So this this story says that um, that Apple. You have to ask them for permission to use their products, right? This is the thing. It's not just product placement. So in some cases, you know, companies will pay for the use to pay to have their products featured in films. This, In this case, Apple doesn't need to do that. They, they don't do that. But you want to use an iPhone or a Mac. They say, sure, as long as a bad guy isn't using it. That's their stipulation. And th- with, with good reason, because Apple products are awesome and Android's products suck. Well, there I said you, it. You, you have experience using both. I only have experience yeah. using Apple products. Oh, well, I guess a PC, of course, but I mean, uh, in terms of phones. Yeah. I think most people. So if you want, if you're watching a film. And Sorry, you s- which one sucks again? Uh, Android. Android sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't mind PCs. I don't mind uh, Windows PCs. But um, but yeah, if, if you're watching a film and you see a mix of like iPhones and Android phones, uh, you might that might give a clue as to who the bad guy ends up being in the film. So keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, going forward. Uh, next story in the nerd news, Bob Iger, our favorite CEO, is no longer the CEO of Disney. This is kind of rocking the entertainment world, I guess. It's kind of, a, I don't know if it's seen as a, an abrupt move, but uh, changing of the guard, I guess. How long has he been in there? He announced that he was going to be leaving within a year, but I think they uh, they pulled the plug early. Oh, I see. Okay. I think, oh, it, I think that his was contract was supposed to go to December thirty first, twenty twenty one. That's what. So he's he's leaving almost two years early, which is really interesting. The poor bastard's only going to get a billion dollars in well, severance pay. He's only he's already a billionaire as it is, right? Yeah. But what do you think this means for uh, for Disney? The guy taking over is Bob Chappick. So it's another Bob. That's a requirement. You have to be named Bob to be. Uh, after after the Michael Eisner years, they're like, we need to Bob. We need to have Bob's in charge. Um, but no, um, so this guy, Bob Chappick, is coming from Disney Parks Division. So he used to run the theme parks. Now he's going to be in charge of the entire company. Any thoughts as to what might happen well, there? Well, I don't know this guy. And I don't, when, when I first saw the article and I saw that uh, Iger stepped down early, my mind, of course, just flash forwarded to, uh, oh, he's done something horrible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's that, that's the world we live in. But I, Peter Nygaard uh, oh, today oh, stepped boy. down from his company for like horrible reasons, right? That's a horrible story in the news. He's been accused of sexual assault, um, and he's divesting all his money from the company. He's trying to—I think they're trying to salvage the brand name of Nygaard. I don't know if they're going to be oh. able to do that, but uh, I don't know that this is the same reason. Like, we don't know why. Um, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> we don't know, so it's very hard to judge. And also. I mean, when you see the theme parks person is taking over, then then people just jump to these conclusions that oh, the movies aren't profitable anymore, and the blah 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 blah, like it's all theme park you know, oriented right. now, and it, and it's like I don't think that's what it means at all. No, no, and and uh, in fact, it's interesting that people would say that because at one time the theme parks were not profitable. I've been watching this Imagineering series on Disney Plus about the theme parks, and they were like pouring money into those things when they were no, people were not going. So there was a time not too long ago where theme parks were the big hole in Disney. Now they're not, of course. Um, this new guy is said to be pretty 
um, he's kind of a penny pincher. As, as he, as he apparently cut back on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and up the up the admission price. So bit of a you know, bit well, a bit greedy. Pablo Hidalgo shaking in his boots about the, the about what this guy's gonna cut. Well, I don't know if he's gonna cut the story group. That's a whole different thing. I never. I didn't. I I meant. Uh, I meant uh, I didn't mean it that way. Okay. Pablo was going to get fired. Yeah. But I meant uh, maybe maybe the, all of the novels and everything. Oh, I see. You know what, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and uh, which is guy, most of what Pablo does. Yeah. Well, well, because well, they had the Star Wars High Republic announcement, which we'll talk about in our we'll talk about next Star week. Wars yeah. nerds. Yeah. But uh, uh, Pablo figures prominently in that. Yes. And so when I heard about this new Disney CEO, that's what I thought. I thought of all the projects he's working on. Not that he would be cut. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't. I don't think they they wouldn't do that. I don't. Think. I think they need Pablo to be their Star Wars expert. Like he is the guy who knows everything. He knows more about Star Wars than probably anybody else in that building. Oh, so yeah. I would I would say they need him there. I watched the announcement yesterday, and when I see Pablo on there, I know I know that we're in good hands. Yeah, I know that it's going to be good. Um, okay, here's a funny thing. Um, his remarks on an investor call. This is Iger we're talking about. Uh, appear to rule out some of the speculated reasons for a hasty exit, such as a health crisis, which is you know possible, or a late entry into the presidential race. What? <laughs> Who's speculating on that? We're beyond this. We're beyond any new entries into the presidential race. Please let us not have any more candidates. There's already too many, and it's already ridiculous. We need more rich white guys. That's right. Yes, yeah. we do. We, we, need, yeah. we need lots more enough. of those. Yeah. Bring not them enough. on. And, and by the way, the Black Mirror episode is the cartoon character runs. Remember? Yes, that's Black right. Mirror yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're almost there. Oh, yeah. I uh, think so, too. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought it might happen this year, but maybe, the ne- maybe if Trump loses, whoever the Republicans will run next will be a cartoon character maybe or a, or a muppet you're not filling me with confidence with this maybe tr- trump loses <laughs> talk you and i can have another depressing media oh, nerds man, podcast in awful. november yeah anyway so we don't know what it means but it's certainly interesting that he's stepping aside and and you know the ceo can direct the way things go so we could see a very different era coming forward for disney and that includes marvel and star wars and all the things that we love to watch um you know they like to come in and make their mark on things they like to kind of a lot of times, going back to I was well, starting with Walt Disney, who who started the whole company. He was the brand, obviously it's his name. But even going forward from there, the the CEO has been kind of the face of the company in a lot of ways. Michael Eisner certainly was that for me when I was a kid growing up in the eighties and nineties, and he became he was a co- yeah. he was a co CEO with another guy um, who died in a helicopter crash. But um, yeah, he was to me he was the in, in charge of Disney, and that's coming from watching the Wonderful World of Disney on Sundays, where he'd go and talk to the camera, which is exactly what Walt used to do back in the day. There's you know he had that Disney deal with ABC mm-hmm. back before Disney owned ABC, and uh, they would broadcast every Sunday, and it was like Walt coming into your home, into your living room, and telling you a story and something. It was a really nice thing. And then mm-hmm. Michael Eisner tried to recreate that, not not as well as. As Walt Disney did, though. I've never met anyone with the last name Disney, by the way, in real life. No, but that, that what what? There are Disney's out there. From where? From where do they? I don't know. Originate? I don't know. It's where, a real name. But yeah, but what's the what's the country of origin? Let <laughs> me look this out. <laughs> yeah. All you're gonna get is Mickey Mouse, and you're not gonna get anything probably. Or what do you think? I don't know. The name Disney is from an English surname derived oh. from the French. It is a locational surname originally Disney. It's a D apostrophe I S I G N Y, meaning from Isney, France. Oh. Disney. Really. Disney. Disney. Disney is most identified with cartoonist Walt Disney. <laughs> no kidding. Um, yeah, there's got to be other people out there. It must be. It must be awkward though. You mean somebody you just look like I'm Frank Disney? Yeah. I'm just a guy. I'm just. Yeah. Not, I'm not. You know, not I'm, not inheriting the company 
or anything like that. I'm Frank Disney. No relation. You'd have to say that every single time. Okay, you know? that's going to do it for the Nuren News. Uh, let's take a quick break, come back and talk about Tim Hortons and what the hell they're doing wrong <laughs> on the Media Nerds Podcast. Roll Up the Rim is back March 11th. This year, with more ways to play than ever. Play on the cup and get a chance to win millions of prizes. Play again on the app for even more chances to win. And if you use a reusable cup, you get three rolls on the app. Get ready, Canada. Roll up the rim is back. Let me open my Tim's here. Oh, it's good. Yeah? It's good coffee, but but what are they doing wrong here? What's going on with roll up the rim to win? 35 years this contest has been around. There's so much to talk about here. I uh, I guess I could say I always read uh, the only place where I get my business news is the Globe and Mail's report on business. Which is the part that uh, of the paper that most people skip, I would <laughs> suggest. But I like the report on business because they give you the insider scoop on what's happening with brands. And, uh, oh, you're enjoying that, Tim Hortons. It is very good, you? yes. Yeah, I'm that's perfect. That's the, wait a sec. Is your son here having his chocolate milk? Is that what's happening? Is your son uh, no. slurping? His There's a funny – it's funny. I saw um, – you know, this hour has 22 minutes. I saw a funny little video – about this guy who's like, job it is to taste Tim Hortons coffee to make sure it tastes awful. The goal is to make awful tasting coffee. Right. And it's like, I've never heard anyone describe Tim Hortons as being awful. Um, it's coffee. It's it's pretty bland. If you're not a huge coffee nerd, um, certainly most coffee aficionados prefer Starbucks. for its. its uh, although people say Starbucks burns its coffee. Um, that's why it has such a strong taste. But in general... Um, most real coffee nuts I know prefer Starbucks over Tim Hortons. And here in Canada, though, Tim Hortons is it is a very Canadian brand, so much so that people got upset with our prime minister last month when he bought, he was in Winnipeg and bought O Donuts, which is a local donut bakery, uh, local vegan, uh, environmentally friendly, very sustainable, very good company. He bought a bunch of donuts for his staff during a meeting, and people got angry with him for not choosing the quote-unquote Canadian uh, brand, Tim Hortons, which, in fact, is not owned by a Canadian company at all. It's owned by a, an American oh, company. Oh, and everybody who was mad at that has angry taxpayer in their Twitter yeah. handle. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah, I just thought that, it's, yeah. it's a funny thing. So, it is. Yeah. It is. The brand itself has become aligned with Canada, and so has this contest. Roll up the rim to win. For as long as I can remember, Tim Hortons being around has been a major part of it, and people get excited about it. People are, well, I'm going to win. I can't wait to win more coffee and, and stuff. And so, I think that whatever they're doing here, they're messing with what is what was well, a winning formula. Here's the, I mean, so starting probably a couple of years ago, uh, a report on business started uh, started reporting on Tim Hortons having trouble with its franchise owners, where the franchise owners were pissed that Tim's kept introducing stuff that then wasn't successful that they had to pay for to introduce into their stores. Yeah, and then it turned out to be nothing. And apparently, like. Uh, like the, it's like the, the uh, Beyond Meat stuff. Yeah. Beyond Meat sauces you just right. do. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they go all in on Beyond Meat for six months or something, and then they're like, nope, our customers prefer the actual meat. And so they got <laughs> rid of it. Oh, and by the way, hey, since we're talking about it, Starbucks taps Canada for Beyond Meat launch. Okay. So basically, Tim Horton says, we're not doing it anymore. There isn't a demand. And in today's report on business, okay, Starbucks is like, okay, don't do it. We'll do it. So they're rolling that out in Canada. So they're actually t trying to get the market share that Tim Hortons yeah. had for a time. And, I mean, other other brands like yeah. A&W has been doing Beyond Meat for years, I think, a couple of years. 
Um, yeah. And I think there are some people who do enjoy it. Oh. I tried the sausage okay. one. It tasted fine. It yeah. wasn't like mind-blowing. I do eat meat, so I prefer the real thing to the Beyond thing. But, hey, that's just me. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to throw this in there, and that is uh, I read somewhere that the Maple Leaf Light Life Burger is better than Beyond Meat. Oh. And so I bought it, and it is better. Okay. It's better. It is a better – and it, particularly on the barbecue – it it more closely tastes and resembles actual beef to the extent that if you put condiments on your burger, you will not tell the difference. And it's only four times the price of regular meat. You will not. Is it really? <laughs> it's very expensive. It's very oh. expensive. I did not know. <laughs> he doesn't. Kenton Larson, Kenty Moneybags Larson. Moneybags Larson doesn't look at it. Doesn't look at his grocery bill. You, you kidding see me? My Star Wars room. <laughs> That's that's right. my life savings is in right. that room. Okay, so, so what, go on. So today, so this is what they've done. So roll up the room to win as a Canadian institution. We talk about it in ad class. So now we're going to have to update it to talk about this in a PR class. But in today's Globe and Mail as well, they've run an editorial called Changes to Roll Up the Rim Mark Another Misstep for Tim Hortons. And here's the explanation of how this works. Um Tim Hortons has had a series of disastrous marketing decisions. The latest roll-up-the-rim move can be added to the list. If the campaign's confusing and will likely end up becoming a new source of frustration for customers. The four-week campaign runs from March 11th to April 7th and has two phases. Tim Hortons intends to give away 1.8 million free reusable cups on the eve of the campaign. March 10th, before the contest gets underway, March 11th. Customers who buy a beverage will get to roll up their rims for the first two weeks. Customers with a loyalty card can get an extra roll online. For the last two weeks, the only opportunity to win will be online through digital play. Tim Hortons has also eliminated uh, the defeating Please Play Again by giving every cup a chance to win $100,000, but only if you have the Tim Hortons app. Odds to win are a little lower than usual, but you don't really lose until the end of the campaign when the draws occur. The total estimated retail value of all digital and cup prizes this year is $29.9 million over the four weeks, compared with the $71.3 million worth of prizes last year during the 10-week campaign. So if you don't win right away, you need to verify results and see if you won the draw confusing enough yeah what's the number one rule we talk about this in radio class we do radio contests what's the number one rule for contests keep it simple and easy to win yeah easy to well easy to play i would say keep it simple and easy to play like that's why i wrote the rim to win works so well it's like very simple you drink it you roll it up oh didn't win oh well throw it out and try again next time right although you never rolled the rims you've ever never done gross i don't like it it's disgusting You, you may have thrown away a car you know, like <laughs> I may not have <laughs> probably not. Have. I may have thrown. Yeah, you probably not. The odds are such that you are not probably throwing away right. a card. The, pro- the odds are with you. Yeah, but the odds are that yeah. you're going to win a coffee or a donut or something yeah. small. Um, I remember when uh, they introduced the potato wedges and people were getting free potato wedges and not happy with that as a as a yeah. prize because they didn't like the potato wedges. People always find a reason to complain about this contest. Another big complaint is the uh, the litter that it causes because oh, it comes yeah. it always comes in the springtime when the snow is melting here in Canada and those melting snowbanks disappear to reveal tons of Tim Hortons rope the room to win cups all over the place because people litter and so it's become kind of this thing associated with with poor environmentalism and and waste which is why I assume is why they're giving away the reusable yeah. cups right they hitched their wagon to an environmentally irresponsible promotion and in fact in some years we've all seen it happen 
they don't they give you uh, your cup inside another cup. Will they, they yes. double up the yeah cups? when they don't have any of those uh, the 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 heat um, protectors yeah. whatever they are those little sleeves yeah. that you always get because your hands are soft and my hands are dainty they've yeah. never seen a hard day's work yeah. in their lives so um yeah. so yeah they've, they've double cupped it and yeah and then yeah. other times they've run out of like yeah when they run out of the medium roll of the rim to win right. cups they'll give you a, a small one or something like that they, or vice yeah. versa they will actively destroy the environment <laughs> to get you, you twice yeah. as much waste i mean uh, i'm one to, i'm a teacher who makes lots of photocopies so i'm hey i'm guilty of this of a very similar thing so i'll call myself out at the very same time but it's it's uh so so they're taking away the simplicity of it by adding this element of the app, which mm-hmm. I don't know how many people have it. I have it, but I don't use it. I've been using the card. I, I liked the, ro- the, the loyalty rewards program they had in place, which was simply seventh visit gets you a free coffee. That's yeah. all there is to it. Very, very simple. You just scan the card, and I like it. I like being surprised by it because I'll go there, scan my card. Oh, I got a free one. That's awesome. I don't keep track of how many I'm going, getting, or anything like that. So that's a very nice surprise. Um, they're changing that, which I'll get back to in a second. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I tried using the app. They say you can do it on the app or on an actual physical card uh, because every time I load that app, it takes forever to load. Mm-hmm. It's got to update. It's got to do all this crap. And I'm, I'm sitting in line at a Tim Hortons drive-thru waiting for this freaking thing to do this. It's not worth it. So I don't, if I have, if I don't have my card with me, I don't bother scanning. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's bad. The other part. Uh, so I have the promo they're handing out today where they're trying to get everybody onto this app. Yeah. But the the most ridiculous part is you have to pick the reward level that you're earning toward. So have a look at this. It's very confusing. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is what they mean when they're changing yeah. the rewards program. So it used to be every time you visited and spent more than a couple bucks, I guess more than a cup of coffee, you get one visit. And every seventh one, you get a free cup of coffee. And that's right. it. And that, sometimes it works out to be a free donor or something. It depends on what you buy. But it's essentially being you get a free like $2-ish reward for every seven things. Now they've got points. So now you earn points. Now, amounts to the same thing in that when you buy a coffee, you get 10 points. And seven, 70 points gets you a free coffee. So that still applies. So it's still seven visits. But it doesn't do it automatically. You're going to have to keep track of it. You're going to have to like look at your points. The idea, I guess, is because they want people to redeem for higher point values. So yeah. they have have here a donut is uh you get 50 points uh it gets you a free donut or cookie um, 70 is a coffee um 100 is a hot chocolate or french vanilla 140 is an ice cap latte or 10 back of timbits breakfast sandwiches lunch sandwiches so you can get like i think the idea is that you can get you can build up your points and get like whole meals for free yeah which i maybe some people were asking for i don't know i i to me like i don't really care about that stuff and i don't keep track active like I don't keep track of my air miles or any of that other stuff I just kind of scan it and then when I'm there I I check it and I see what I'm going to do so yeah so as of April 22nd until you choose your preferred reward level on the app you will receive a free coffee okay so the default is the coffee and then um and then they want you oh I see what they're doing so they want you to it's still going to be automatic they want you to choose what you're going to get for free every time, yeah. right? So I can still set it to coffee and then have to do that. But right now I don't have to do anything and it's doing that for me. So they're asking me to do more work here. And what's the benefit for me to do this? Like it is a pain in the ass. And by the way, this is a uh, sustainable material. It's a uh, paper and responsible sources. So <laughs> they're environmentally friendly on this little, this little handout here that they're giving people. So anyway, they want people to use the app. Um, it, this is becoming a, a huge part of marketing for restaurants in particular, but other other brands as well. Um, for example, 7-Eleven has an app that I use sometimes when I go to 7-Eleven. That one actually loads pretty quickly, and it's not usually an issue. And you can actually even they have it set up so you can if you don't have the app, you can actually just punch your phone number into the 
the tail and it'll yeah. it'll uh, bring it up for you. So that's a good thing. And I've I've actually yeah redeemed quite a few points from Seven Eleven to get free Slurpees and stuff like that. And every seventh cup you get a free Slurpee or something like they they have pretty good rewards. I would say. Um, I try not to go to Seven Eleven too much because the food's awful. But you know, some my kids like Slurpees. What do you want? You got to get a Slurpee. Yeah. That's the other part. That's the other uh, Winnipeg. That's a Winnipeg, not a Canadian thing, is 7-Eleven. Yes, of course. We are the but, Slurpee capital of the world. Well, I'm starting to I'm starting to wonder <laughs> if that just isn't an speaking empty of, PR campaign. Speaking of wonky yeah. campaigns, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Tim Hortons. And so this, and the other part of this that people are really going to be pissed off about is the non-rolling up aspect that takes place after two weeks. So only for two weeks we're going to roll up. So that's a, that's their way of saying we don't want to contribute to the landfill as much as we usually do. Right. Although they still, like, these cups are not recyclable. Like, if they really wanted to address this, they would change the cups to be recyc- fully recyclable, but they're not because I think those kind of cups, um, they don't hold the liquid as well or something like that. There's a yeah. reason for it. Yeah. Um, so they're saying, okay, we're going to cut back. We're only going to do it for two weeks. Then you have to go online and use the app. Well, nobody's going to do that. And it's just going to be too much work and people are going to forget about it. This contest, like, it really takes over. It's hard to explain to people who aren't from here, but it really does kind of take over the country for the month that it's on. Like, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's checking. Everybody's keeping track of how much they won. They get mad when they don't win. Like, ah, I, I very frequently I've been in class and students have rolled up and go, shit, and they throw the cup down because they didn't win. Like, people get invested in it. Now that's only going to happen for two weeks, and after that nobody's going to talk about there it. There is always an article every year about the I threw the cup away, you picked the cup out of the garbage. Oh man. We won a prize. Oh, yeah. I own it, you own it. Let's go to court, blah blah blah. I um th- there's actually a book uh Ron Buist, uh who is the marketing director who I think came up with uh with a roll up the rim to win and I think the book has a terrible title, Tales from Under the Rim. Okay, terrible title. But Oh, that sounds that, bad. I know. It's not it's not the book you're expecting. No. no. <laughs> So in that's the, in the wrong section of the bookstore. In the book, he outlines like some of the urban legends about it, and sort. Of, and he actually says in the book they came up with the with the uh, the promotion when uh, they wanted to sell larger beverages because they could only sell small, but it takes the same amount of time to sell a large beverage as it does to sell a small one. So it was the classic upsell. And he said the beauty of it was it didn't cost anything more to do the promotion because the cups cost what the cups, cups cost to print. You're just paying a little bit, yeah, a little, right. like the, the printing aspect of it. Right. So, um, but he basically says whoever has the tab wins unless the judge tells them otherwise. Oh, Owner, for sure. Ownership Possession of the tab is what it's all about. Nine-tenths of the law, right? They right. say oh, possession of nine-tenths of the law. So, um, and that's, I mean, we've seen similar promotions from McDonald's, for example. They used to have, oh, well, they do have their monopoly. Have you seen McMillions yet? I uh, Yes, I'm watching it uh, religiously. It's it, really is, good. Is it about that? Is that what yes. it's about? Okay, well, I'll have to watch it then. It's we'll about, talk about it. It's about, about few... the game was fixed. Okay, so that's the, uh, the that's the monopoly promotion, the McDonald's monopoly promotion. That, again, it's an annual promotion. I don't think it's like, as iconic here in Canada as the, uh, as the Tim Hortons one is no. like that. Certainly, people don't get as excited about Monopoly. And I stopped years ago when I realized there's no chance of me ever winning anything. Like it really is not. Well, uh, this documentary shows where the pieces were. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, I, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Le- leaking out of the marketing firm, maybe. <laughs> like, and that's sort of the piece. The only part they haven't covered in the documentary yet, which is how exactly how did these pieces get out? But it's like it seems to be pointing back. 
all roads lead back to the ad agency <laughs> that handled the oh, okay. account. Interesting. So it appears. Okay. But, you know, the mob gets involved and, uh, oh, you know, you got threats, you got uh, promises. I guess anytime there's a lot deaths. of money on the line, right? There's a lot of money there to, oh, to do that stuff. Oh, yeah. It but tends- they, they, uh, it also uses it as a tactic for upselling because they give you more pieces when you get a large fry or a large drink. You get two chances right. and that kind of stuff. So they've done, they've done that as well. So it's and a the, very common tactic. The pieces were also available in magazines. Like okay. It, like there was some free element. See, I don't see, for Tim Hortons, I don't see how just moving it all to the app is going to help them with sales at all. Like that means that I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to go anywhere near Tim Hortons. I just play it on the app. How does that, how does that work? I don't understand it at all. It does. Yeah. It kind of takes, I mean, another thing that it says in the book is the franchise owner is always the hero. And remember, we had the person win here at Red River College. Oh, yeah. And they had a shindig here where there was balloons and the presentation of the vehicle and all of that stuff. And the franchise owner is always there as as part of the whole thing. And it's considered sort of like a feather in your cap if you're the franchise owner that has the grand prize winner. So uh, that sort of gets removed from this. And once again, we know they're having, based on all the report on business articles, they're having head offices not – Getting along well with the franchise owners lately, and this is unlikely to help. No, I don't know. It, it seems like a bad idea, and and so we'll have to, I guess, wait and see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it, but until I don't think it's going to be a very good year for Tim Hortons, right? Well, they're doing. I mean, on one hand, I mean, I their intent is good, which is they don't want to produce as much waste, and they they shouldn't because they're they're one of the worst offenders, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, but all food. fast food is, right? It, oh, it's it, bad. Even Starbucks. Isn't yeah, good. like there's yeah. nothing out there. And I, it, that's why we say like the local companies we have here, like Parlor Coffee or O-Donuts or even Bronuts, they they try to do sustainable. They can do it because they're allowed to charge more because yeah. they have a high, like it's a, some more like, I don't know, people will pay actually, their customers will pay more. Yeah. They'll pay for like 3 or $4 for a donut as opposed to like a dollar for a donut. That's another thing Tim Hortons is doing that pisses me off. Is they've got these different tiers of donuts now. Have you noticed that? So like, there's the classic donut, which is just basically a plain donut. They've got the, I don't remember the next two steps, but there's two different versions of donuts going up to $1.99 for some yeah. donuts, which is insane. Um, so yeah, and they used to be just a dollar for everything, or even less. It was like 80 cents yeah. for a donut back in the day. So yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. And every time they raise the price of the coffee here, people get p- pissed off at that as well. Yeah. Even though we're paying like two bucks for this you know, cup of coffee, which is pretty reasonable i think it's low I, I mean compared to starbucks and other higher end uh coffee places i'm not a huge fan of cappuccinos or lattes and any of that stuff i like just a plain cup of coffee but um yeah so i don't usually want to pay five bucks for a for a cup it depends like i went through a period of time when i was uh i drank a starbucks virtually every day sometimes and, it's for uh, convenience though right sometimes it's just because it's near your work sometimes but sometimes you do like even though starbucks has got a bitter taste at first or it doesn't taste necessarily like other coffee you do develop the addiction to it just like you do any kind of caffeinated oh, yeah. beverage. It's yeah. coffee. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, some other places. Okay, so I've already talked about 7-Eleven. Uh, they just basically have, um, you know, it's a point system. You get points depending on how much uh, you spend there. So right now I've got a reward. Uh, what's my reward? Oh, I've got a free beverage there because so I can go there and get a free Slurpee today mm-hmm. if I want. And I've got... Um, 1,971 points. 1971. Um, and new rewards unlocked at 2,000 points. So of that, I can actually um, I can actually get like a free Coke or a free candy or free uh, taquito. 
uh, you can choose one of these items. And you basically just say redeem, and then you or you buy it, and then you scan it, and it takes it off at the tail. So this is, I think, this is what Tim Hortons is trying to do, yeah. right, with theirs, which is fine. But again, a Tim Hortons, um, it's a different type of transaction. Seven Eleven, I'm quite frequently. Oh, I guess I'm in line at at uh, Tim Hortons as well. But Seven Eleven, it's a. I feel it's a different type of transaction, and it doesn't take too long for this to get this thing out and scan it. Whereas a Tim Hortons app, it oh, it does. takes forever. It takes forever. Everything at Tim Hortons takes longer than it should. Generally, although lately it's been a little better, I have to say. But there is a crush here at this particular one of people who ordered on the app versus people who are waiting. Oh yeah, the there's the other part there's of the app is that, is that definitely yeah, people. Um, the way they get around the lineup is they order on the app yeah. and then you walk up and get it. But now there's a there's a bottleneck of that happening. There's so I've a seen of I've people. seen like ten receipts print out of that machine and just sit there because they're busy filling other orders. There simply isn't enough people working at this Tim's. I think that's the and issue. everybody thinks they deserve the preferential treatment. If you're there in person. It's like, get your eyes off those frickin' receipts and come serve me. If you're the person who orders through the app, you feel the same way. You feel you should get it immediately. I, I, get, I, I ordered it in advance. I Meanwhile, get, you're not yeah. paying anything extra for this. You're just ordering it in advance on an app. But, so. but the, it's the classic nobody's sure what the rule is, and therefore everybody's angry. Yeah. Like it's just. I mean, it's, and he, to be fair, this Tim Hortons is always in a tough place. They've tried so many different things. They tried a students only line. They tried a coffee only line. None of the stuff really worked. Nobody really liked anything. The answer is that it always takes too long to get coffee here, and I, I feel like it's an understaffing issue. That's my that's my opinion on it. Um, but other apps. Okay, let's talk about scene points. So there was a there was an interesting article that was shared over the break for us over uh, Reading Week. Talked about Tanner Zipchen, yeah. Zipchen or whatever, who was the uh, who was the host. If you went to the movies to a Cineplex movie, there's a little segments before the movie starts with Tanner interviewing some celebrity about some movies. So same kind of like press junket stuff that everybody does, but he got to do it and it makes, this, makes entertainment tonight look like hard hitting. It does very boy. much yeah. so. Yes, yeah, so of course. Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, you know, yeah. what's your favorite donut or something? Like he's just not yeah. not hard hitting questions at all. Of all the Indiana Jones, what's your favorite? Favorite Indiana Jones, right, the first right, one right. Go, the one with Indiana Jones in it. Thanks. No, it's, like it's, it's all it's all good. It's all crazy surface level. So the story goes that he actually got the job by winning a contest, and there was a couple different people who won this contest. He stayed on because he convinced them to actually pay him for the work. So uh, these people, sort of what these people were doing was they won the contest. They had some. He was from Saskatoon, people from Ontario and other places, and basically they asked him to do two days of work per month, and for those two days of work, they paid him in scene points. They gave him fifty thousand scene points, which is equivalent to fifty free movies in a year. Which is pretty good. I mean, that's that's one a week. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't think I would ever go see one. Even if I had the free movie, I probably wouldn't go to the theater once a week. But no. you know what I mean. But if you're going, that's you know, if you bring in a, uh, someone else with you or whatever, then that you can use it for them. So anyway, they they continued that arrangement for a couple of years, and they kept at, originally it was supposed to be just for a short period of time as the contest winner. Then they kept asking him to do it. They kept sending him to these press junkets. He finally convinced them to pay him real money for it because he was just doing so much work. He was sacrificing. Um, um, he was at the time he was working at a radio station. The radio station was giving him unpaid time off. So the funny thing about all this is that yeah, they paid him in scene points, and uh, they didn't. They say it was part of a contest. They say it wasn't meant as a salary. Meanwhile, there's another host in Toronto who said they said that they approached him with a similar deal, and he was like a more established TV personality, Sean Hatton, who used to be on Electric Playground, and he said that no, he's not going to do it because he wants to get paid real money for his job. 
Anyway, so all this to say, uh, the scene program at Cineplex is actually pretty good. Uh, well, having seen the stuff that he used to do for them, I think they overpaid it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yes, so mean. That, there is that as I well. Be, he is a human well, being who uh, who should be paid for hey, his work. He, he, but the thing is, getting again, this is another promotional thing. Getting people through free labor through contests oh. is not a new thing. Remember the VJ contest? Yeah. Wasn't there? Oh. Wasn't there? Um, the intern contest with much music. Well, it was what's yeah. his face, Rick the Temp, right? But came out of that, right? And he. He stayed there, but there was a guy from Winnipeg too. Uh, that was uh, Bradford Howe. Oh yeah, wasn't he a Kreekom yeah. guy? Yeah, he was. So was he? Was he while you were here? Or? No, he was uh, in between my time as a student and instructor. Okay. but I think shortly, maybe before that, I started teaching. Here. So anyway, he he did uh, also did that contest, and he worked for Much Music for a while. But I don't know what they paid him. Like uh, who knows? And then to move to Toronto, where it's super yeah. expensive oh. to live, like that, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of sacrifices you have to make for that. You know, the TV, the 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 local broadcast business, or even Canadian. Canadian for that matter, uh, and maybe maybe more than just Canada is based on a lot of the will pay you in fame, fame points, well. <laughs> right? Like like that kind of idea. Like you'll make minimum wage, but boy, will they ever recognize you at the drive? You're gonna cleaner. you're gonna get Twitter followers, and yeah, exactly. Now yeah, these days, that, that like, would be. Uh, oh, like I've tried. I'm at the point in my career where I get offered. You know, come do a guest speaking gig. And it's like uh, my first question always is, what does the gig pay? Just tell me. Tell me up front. And a lot of the time, it's nothing and will pay you in fame. And you're just – Or tampons. Uh, and, well, not that. But no, have, you seen, have you seen the third season of Mrs. Maisel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I just finished watching that last week. And it's like, oh. they're paying, like didn't you understand how the payment was going to work? They pay her in tampons. They pay her, pay her in maple syrup. Just the, yeah. whatever the product is oh. she's advertising, they pay her in that, which is hilarious. A crate of that. Yeah. <laughs> Or as I like to point out, my favorite scene in the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, where they establish that his legal client has paid him in basketballs. <laughs> and you're like, so uh, wait a sec, this room with crime fighting gear, the secret vault was paid for in basketballs? <laughs> Well, you resell the basketballs, right? Well, I guess. Well, I guess I don't know what it made. What does he have a drive-through window? Drive-through basketball window. It, it was funny. Uh, that reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog, which I went to see in the theater uh, last weekend with the kids. And they've got a very funny, um, uh, very obvious product placement for the Olive Garden, uh, which is pretty. I think it's done in, in like a making fun of itself kind of way. But at the end of the movie, he gets like a gift card for the Olive Garden. And there's this whole big thing about them. Like, OK, well, let's just. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And the other thing about these apps, getting back to the main topic here, is that uh, in the end, all they really want is your email address. So they can email you every day with deals. And every time I sign up for these things, I have to unsubscribe from the emails, which is super annoying. Um, but that's what I guarantee you. So what I just did just now as we began this is I I signed into the Tim Hortons app on my phone. I had to put my email in there. And I guarantee you I'm going to start getting annoying emails from Tim Hortons, right? See, I, I get some level of those uh, from whatever, from Vanity Fair magazine, <laughs> from whatever, uh, on a daily basis. And I'm just at the point, and it's amazing how quick you start. Just deleting them and not even yeah, I, no, you I do. Don't even, like you reminded me, I got so them, I, 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 yeah, exactly. Sometimes it just depends on where the situation. If I'm waiting in line at Tim Hortons, checking my email, I might, I might take a few more minutes to actually yeah. click through into it and unsubscribe from the mailing list. Ultimately, that's what I do for all of these. There's, I can't think of a single one that I want to get every week. See, I. I, in some cases, there's podcasts I like, and so I signed up for their e-newsletter. Well, for sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but here's the funny thing. Even the stuff that – it's called permission marketing. Right. That where you say, yes, I want to know more. 
even those I find, I, it's like, yeah, I did want to see them. And now they're coming in and I'm just like, eh, looks like work. It's not good. Really. And, yeah. it's, and plus it's in the mess of student excuses. and <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's all the 5,000 emails that you get on a daily basis. And you're just like, how much time have I got in my day to read an email anymore? I think everybody's in the, kind of in that boat. Yeah. So for even sure. when you want the communication, it's very hard to find the time. Yeah, and with um, uh, another one is McDonald's has an app, and they again similar to Tim Hortons, they want you to use it to order ahead of time, um, and they also they don't have points, but they have deals and offers so that they'll send you an email with all their offers for the the week, and they'll get oh see now I'm logged out of this one. How did I log out? That's the point. I don't want to freaking. I'm not going to sign back into that because then they're going to start emailing me again. Man, it's just frustrating. All it is is just, just all we, I want's a free donut. We just want our freaking free food for going to your brand. How hard can it be? Throw us a bone. <laughs> Throw us a donut. Throw us a coffee. All right. Well, I guess that's going to end the conversation there. Other than we'll just keep an eye on Tim Hortons and see how it goes. Yeah, we'll watch the rollout with uh, great interest. The ro- yeah. yeah. We'll see if that uh, <laughs> fails spectacularly as we anticipate it doing. Uh, let's end with some recommendations. What do you have for us this week? I got a very, I got the easiest recommendation I can ever make. Better Call Saul came back. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't oh. watched it yet. Uh, it's on my PVR, but I will get to it probably this weekend. I'm not going to spoil anything okay. for you. I'm just going to say one thing. My favorite, favorite part about Better Call Saul is the black and white flash forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't get enough of that. I would love nothing more than a whole episode of black and white. I bet you they'll do it. I, bet I you think they will. Yeah. So this season kicks off with my so far favorite flat fast forward uh, black and white flash forward. It is so good. I found it so absorbing. I'm so happy to have that show back because they made us wait an extra half a year or even longer. Yeah, it was a long time. Two Almost years. two years. Yeah. And it is just I just no show holds my attention like that one. I just love it. It's absorbing. Very good show. Uh, fascinating and uh, may and more people than ever are saying better than breaking bad and i think the season's off to an incredible start well the thing is they they learn from breaking bad right so they it was a good show for its time and and yeah. got a lot of people in but then they're now they're building on breaking bad with these other characters and it's vince gillian i thought you know it's interesting i thought vince gillian was only going to be involved at the beginning yeah. and he was going to step away but now he's in it he's in it for the full Series and and is this the last season of Better Call Saul? We're we gonna there's find like out one more, one more after this, so we yeah. know that there's an end, end in sight, yeah. and so we know that we're getting closer to that end. And okay. that end again, they do these flash forwards in the black and white, so we see pieces of that, of that yeah. throughout the series. So I guess we'll there, see that. I'm gonna tell you, there's so much good stuff in that first episode in particular that I'm withhold restraining myself. From spoiling things. Oh, I'll, it's I'll watch so it. good. We'll talk about it in a yeah. future episode. I'll, maybe when it wraps up the season, we'll talk about it. Um, I will, uh, again, it's just had not have not had the time, but I will absolutely get to get to that this weekend. Um, I'm going to recommend, I already mentioned it once, but I think that I'm going to, I don't know, I know you're not going to see this in the theater, but when it comes out on demand, I do recommend you check out Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. It, was, it was pleasantly surprised. We walked out of there and Jack was like, I liked that a lot more than I thought it was going to. <laughs> um, and the, so the kids all liked it. It's, uh, it, it, you know, it's the one that, of course, was very controversial when that first trailer first dropped and the the 3D model of him looked really weird and people didn't like it. And they redid that. And uh, Jim Carrey, I would say, is is bat- like 
back to what he made him like a superstar. Like that physical comedy, that wacky comedy that he became known for. This is the first film in a long time that he's done this, done this, and he does a really good job of it. So it's it right. is a lot of fun. I love Jim Carrey. Yeah, no, he's great. And and again, yeah. like he's t- kind of taking these different routes in his career. He's kind of I've not seen the the TV show that he's on. Um, oh yeah, I don't uh, remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, laughing or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. I don't, um, but uh, he's but that's more of a dramatic show. Right. Right. This is a comedy. It's a straight up comedy. He is the villain. He's Doctor Robotnik. He's hilarious. Is very much along the lines of you know of East Ventura or any other the other wacky characters he's played. And uh, and even the I would say the guy who plays um, oh what's his name again? Uh, he plays he's a, like uh, he's Cyclops in the X Men movies. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Marsden. James Marsden. Yeah, yes, yeah. thank you. So James Marsden is like the main kind of. Uh, f- human character who's like Sonic's buddy or whatever and that guy is really making a career for himself out of acting alongside CGI characters because he's done it in Hop and now he's doing it in Sonic and they're going to probably do a sequel to Sonic they kind of left it pretty open-ended and and hinted strongly at a sequel and it's done very well in the theater so I really suspect that they'll oh, good. We'll get a sequel to it as well and it's a lot of fun again as I say it's hard to it's very very difficult to uh, to adapt video games into movies. Like, this is something that nobody's really done very well. I can't think of a good example of one. Although I do, I just realized uh, recently that I do see a lot of them in the theater. Um, on the Couch Potatoes a few weeks back, they were talking about all these bad video game adaptations like Mario Brothers and Tomb Raider and uh, um, Mortal Kombat. I'm like, yeah, I saw all those movies in the theater. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I saw yes. Street Jean-Claude, Fighter I, in the theater. With Raul Julia yeah. and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Raul Julia's final film. I got taken in by Raul Julia. Well, I, I mean, he's a very good, good actor, right? Yeah. But but yeah, that was not a good movie. Um, but yeah, so the, I would say, yeah, definitely check out Sonic the Hedgehog. If you've got kids, go check it out or just rent it when it comes out on, on demand. It's a lot of fun. Cool. All right. I guess I should play the music and get us out of here, hey? Well, I guess. I guess I guess every podcast must end sometime. Yeah, I guess that's the way it works. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.